Community Voice Podcast Episode Number 24, James Dibbon. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Community Voice. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're here with another wonderful introduction to yet another GSPN.TV Plus member and uh, somebody who I would now consider to be a friend. And uh, I'm excited to invite and bring on right now our good friend, James Dibbon. James, welcome to the Community Voice, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm glad to have you on. Now, Stephanie, I don't think has the opportunity or has not had the opportunity or the pl- privilege to get to know who you are, I don't think, do you? <laughs> nope, dude, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as is common in podcasting, I know all about you. I know. So. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing is that right now I'll get the chance to know you that way when we meet in person i'll have an idea who you are because there are so many times that we have these meetups and people will come up and be like hey how are you and i'm like ah, who are you <laughs> i don't say I that because that'd be mean but yeah that's that's the whole reason by the way that we do community voice we say that it's to introduce people to the community it's no, to re- introduce you to us it's it's really so that you know when you actually sign up for one of our in-person community meetups and we know you're coming we can go pull your episode out of the catalog and remember who you are we go pull your file we pull your file oh my file i've always wanted to have my file you have a gspn file (laughs) james tell us a little bit about yourself um well um i've been married for 20 years yes and have four amazing daughters ages 12 11 9 and 7 whoa so drama yeah, yeah. Uh, we're certainly getting a lot of that around here these days. <laughs> I bet. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's part of my story. And, uh, and it's, been a, it's been an interesting one for sure as we, uh, about, uh, you know, three years or so into our marriage, we decided we were ready to start having children and then we're not able to do so. And... Uh, went through several years of trying to figure that out and really nobody ever could figure it out. So my parents came along and said, well, we're willing to, you know, plop down a bunch of money for you guys to, you know, really hit this with the medical community, so to speak. And so we just, we didn't feel like that's the direction God wanted us to go because of just some of the practices they have to do that. And so we said, let's become foster parents and try to adopt that route. And, uh, and so that's kind of how we started our family and, and got a couple, a couple daughters adopted that way. And then my wife got pregnant. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of how we grew our family. There's quite a story. There's a pretty long story that really goes into all of that because it was not very easy at all. There was a lot of challenges in there, but, uh, but we, we just decided that God wanted those, um, those two older girls adopted and, and we weren't going to have children any other way until those girls got rescued. And so that's, that's what happened. So, so you, so you have two daughters that you had originally had as foster children and you adopted them and then you had two more of your own. Yeah. 
Awesome. Absolutely. Were they twins? No, because no. you just told me their ages. See, yeah. <laughs> check that out. Details. See, I, I pulled out a detail. Did you, you see did. that stuff? That, that does I'm not happen very often. <laughs> so, okay. So, so, yeah. so um, now you and I met, um, we, we started working together, oh uh, gosh, about a year ago, it seems like. Yeah, it, yeah, it probably was about a year ago. Um, it, it may have been not quite a year, but yeah, I mean, it was last, late last spring, early last summer. Okay. When yeah, you were on uh, Justin Lucas Savage's show, um, at, doing an interview, and saw that, uh, and you know, kind of, and I that was really one of my first introductions to podcasting that kind of wasn't produced, you know, by a church or something. Right. And, uh, yeah. And so I saw you interviewed there and kind of jumped over here. So you were doing, uh, w- working for yourself. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Since 2004, I've owned a, uh, subcontracting company here in Kansas city installing, um, kitchen cabinets. And that's what we've done here for about seven years. Okay. And, uh, as soon as you and I, um, became aware of one another, you had made a decision that you wanted to actually do some podcasting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, I had, I had decided I wanted to be a business coach and had started this blue collar coaching thing and, uh, and was doing that, had only been doing it for a month or two and, and was working with some, some other coaches on that and getting that put together and then I, you know, when I came across what you were doing here at GSPN, um, I just was fascinated by it and was like, oh, man, I have always wanted to do what this guy is doing. I've always wanted to do this. And that's when I kind of started listening to Podcast Answer Man and downloaded every single episode um, and started listening to him. Um, the wrong direction, but I wanted to start at the beginning. <laughs> so I, you warned me now, if you're going to start that direction, don't be start taking lots of advice from the old days. But regardless, I, uh, you know, I, I went ahead and, and, uh, started listening and then wanted to go ahead and start doing my own podcasting and started the blue collar radio network. All right. And that's at, is that blue collar radio.com? It's no, I couldn't get the radio. I had to add the network on there. So okay. it's blue. Yeah. Blue collar radio network.com. All right, tell us about some of the podcasts that you have there. Well, you know, our the the podcast that I started it all with was the Blue Collar Business Podcast. Um, and so I, I started that one and did it for a few months and then decided I wanted to do a Chiefs show, uh, Kansas City Chiefs football. So I started, got a friend who was a very ravenous NFL Chiefs football guy and uh, got that added and uh, so we did that for the whole chief season and that was a lot of fun and uh and so uh did that and then my wife and I also do one that we're just having a hard time doing as often as we want called blue collar living and so we started doing that one together and having a lot of fun so we've just got three shows over there and probably going to keep it at three shows I don't I don't know how you keep up with all yours but I'm I don't know if I'm to the point where I can do as many shows a week but uh but we're having a good time and, and helping people and that's that's the goal anyway. So very cool. <clears throat> now you yeah. did a you did a, a show talking about this is a very very deep uh episode about debt. Can you tell people about that episode and what episode that was? Yeah. We uh I decided to yeah, episode five, I believe it was. I called it Debt Valley, my personal debt story. And and I 
I on that episode, I kind of lay out, you know, how I started my company in 04 and some of the decisions that I made during that time that uh that kind of led me to the financial struggles that and a real crash and burn that we ended up experiencing in 07 because I had a really huge year in my construction company in in 06, we did about a half a million dollars that year, and I thought we were on our way, and, and I had experienced one of the biggest years of income I'd ever had in my life. So, you know, I decided, hey, you know, there's six of us living in this 1,600-square-foot slab home. This isn't working, and and uh, ended up buying a $300,000 house, you know, 3,500 square feet, just a monster, big enough for us to actually start to breathe. And within a couple of months of doing that was when the economy started to tank and I had more customers calling telling me um, you know telling me to cancel jobs and I was getting new work mm-hmm. and it all came crumbling down very 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 quickly and 18 months after um, buying that house uh, we had drained all of our savings and everything and we had to we had to move out of it and get it on the short sale list and took another 18 months to actually get it sold. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I, I still drug, you know, I mean, there was all kinds of things that went wrong during that time um, that just piled more and more on top of, you know, um, just more, more and more debt got piled on as you're, as you're trying to save the situation and, and you're trying to pull through and believing that there's a change right around the corner, you can really fall into a trap of sinking more money or pulling money from areas you shouldn't be pulling from. And, and we ended up with a pretty good, you know, a pretty good mess with me trying to save my business, trying to keep a house that we couldn't afford. All these different things, you know, culminated in a really big financial pinch to say the least. So so what, is there hope for the future or what, what's going on for you guys now? Well, I mean, you know, I believe there's always hope and, and we're just continuing to move forward. You know, I, my, uh, my small um, construction company is, uh, we, just, we just closed it. So it's officially closed. Um, we just couldn't, we're just, we're not able to hang on, you know, the, here in the local market work, workload for subcontractors is down 80% from where it was. Um, so, and that's a pretty big chunk, and and so I decided to to kind of uh, you know relook at what I'm doing here. And so, luckily, I have an old I have a nursing license from way back um, back in the '90s. I got my nursing degree, and so I'm kind of doing that part time and and doing the coaching thing, and and through the Blue Collar Business Podcast, and trying to utilize that to just help other. Um, subcontractors, manufacturers, people in the service industry try to help them, um, you know, uh, avoid some of the mistakes that I've made in my business and and helping them. Because a lot of stuff that I learned is real valuable here, but it's a kind of too little, too late thing going on, some of it. Um, and so I'm I'm just taking some of the stuff that I learned during, during my time of, of having this kind of business because... The thing is, my my business show is a little bit different, I think, than a lot of shows out there because the the my business show is focused on companies that have employees and work comp and liability and trucks and fuel expenses and you know it's a 
it, there's a lot of facets to what to the construction industry and service industry people. And so, you know, my goal is to work at helping those folks in their businesses from somebody who understands what it's like to walk in their shoes. Right. Well, I, we certainly continue to to pray for you and your family, and and that things will turn around for you guys, and and that um, you know you'll be inspired to to do some things that is, is going to help you in your process. Now, do you guys follow the Dave Ramsey philosophies and stuff like that? Yeah, we do, we do, and and uh, because I started listening to him in early '08, you know, about about you know six months or seven months after. Um, you know, the, the crash kind of happened and, and I really started to have financial problems because I was, you know, I was staring out at all of this going, I, I don't know what to do next. I'm just completely lost. I'm $34,000 into debt to the IRS. And I'm, you know, I mean, it was just, there was a stack, there was a laundry list of issues and I was, I don't know where to begin. And so I had been, I had been, putting off even listening to the guy because I'm like, man, I don't want some boring radio talk guy, which maybe that's what I am now, but <laughs> I don't I don't want this guy giving me all this advice. And so I'm like, yeah, I don't know about this. Um, you know, but I turned him on and started listening and, and a lot of it made sense and I had kind of an aha moment. And really it was if it wasn't for starting to listen to that and start to get some strategy behind me. I really don't know. I'm afraid to even think of what may have happened because I kind of learned how to prioritize, um, you know, things in my life. And, and I started to understand how powerless really these credit card companies are when it comes to, you know, when you, when you get them on the list, according to what's most important, you know, feeding family, keeping the lights on, you know, keeping rent paid, what have you. Um, and, and I started to realize that you know, if I needed to throw those bills in the trash for a little while so that I could make sure my family was fed, that was okay, you know. And and that that was a big deal for me to learn that because I don't, I really don't know what I would have done. I don't know what I would have done because I was staring at half a million dollars worth of debt and I couldn't pay any of it. Right. Let me ask you, being in that situation, uh, and and I've certainly been there in the past. Uh, Although I will say that we were we were digging ourselves out as we were adding children, so I, I you're you're in a situation where I've not been, where you have these you know four children, and you're married and have and have this that you're facing. How do you how do you go about spending time with your wife and your and your kids? Are you able to do that without that being an all consuming thing? Um, because here I am, I you know my wife and I we we've been very blessed and. We were very, very hardcore on the Dave Ramsey plan and and got to the place where we were debt free minus our mortgage. And here I am just, you know, wondering if I'm going to be able to to earn enough money to to make every all the ends meet and stuff like that. But I don't have that same weight that you're expressing. And I sometimes as a father and a husband, when I'm spending time with my family, have a difficult time not letting my, you know, parts of my mind wander in this area. Do you struggle with that? I, I certainly did early on, um, and, and I still have my moments now, I mean, because so much is up in the air, and, and, and I'm not working full-time as a nurse. I'm doing it three to four days a week. I'm, you know, there for a while, I was doing that three to four days a week. I was still trying to run my construction company and trying to figure out how in the world do you close this thing, and and yet, and then trying to do the coaching and the podcasting, and it, 
so it did get a little convoluted there at towards the end some and and i mean you know i mean i don't know if it's chauvinistic or what but i mean i do take a certain amount of pride in being the provider for my family and i've you know, i've struggled some with this feelings of failure as i've you know as this has crashed and we're kind of floundering around trying to pick up the pieces here a little bit and I mean, we've never rented and we're living in a rental here that's, you know, half the size of the big house we were in. And, you know, the kids are all sharing rooms. It's just, you know, and the, some of them are in the basement and we're just kind of making things, making it work. And early on, it, it affected me a lot more than it than it does now, because what I I think what I was able to do as I kind of worked through it a little bit was go, look, you know, I, I'm not debt free, but frankly, I'm not having to pay on some of this as I'm trying to get things straightened out. And I compartmentalized, I think, a little bit of it. Otherwise, I don't, I'm not sure how well I would have functioned, to be right. honest with you. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it is, it is one heck of a process and you keep waiting, or at least I have, you know, sometimes I'll just be waiting for like, some big miracle to come along or something huge to happen. But, you know, it, I don't think life really works that way. I mean, you're, if you make a mess, sometimes you got to dig your way out of it. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was having lunch with a pastor friend of mine who's kind of become a bit of a mentor and we were having a real interesting conversation yesterday because he's real aware of a lot of the stuff I've been through and, and what I'm trying to work through. And, and he told me, and he said, you know, he said, it's, you don't learn, if you've noticed, if, you're, if you've ever been on a mountain, if you notice at about 12,000 feet, everything quits growing. As you get to the top of the mountain, there's, there's nothing up there. There's no growth happening. And he said, all of our growth happens either on the way up the mountain or as we work our way down that mountain. And, and he said, you know, you can't stay on the top. You can't, you can't sit around where there's no growth. We're going to do our growing in between. So if you feel like you've conquered a mountain, it's time to move down off of that mountain and find another one that you're going to work your way up. Right. And I mean, I think that was some good advice from him to help give me a little bit of perspective. It doesn't make it necessarily that much easier as you're, as you're taking on some of these challenges, but maybe if you can try to get some perspective somewhere and, and try to focus on the things that are, that are eternal in your life and, and in your church and with your kids and your family. Um, I mean, it helps. It that doesn't mean I don't have really bad days around here. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I do, um, you know, and I just, uh, you know, I've got, we were in a good church and I've got some pretty good friends that serve as encouragement to me and, and it, it makes a big difference. Well, very. I'm very glad to hear that, and uh, you know, I think that's a great source. Of, your story is a great source source of encouragement for so many people to know that you know you can experience what you have experienced and are experiencing, and still have you know you can still be a positive, upbeat person. You can have you can you can. I love the fact that you're out there doing this podcast and you're helping other people. So. It's it, it's like you're not you're beaten down but you're not destroyed. You have hope. You have mm-hmm. you're you're moving forward. And and for me as a father, I just want to say, you know, it, it's so encouraging to me to me to hear that you're able to compartmentalize, you know, these things and say, you know what, I I'm doing what I can do about the things I can do things about, and the yeah. things that are out of my control, I'm not going to let them control me. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, man, that's that's some valuable, very, very good stuff there. You know, I want to say thank you for uh, being a part of the GSPN.TV community. And, and I know that you're on GSPNCommunity.com now. And mm-hmm. and I, I've seen that you've been changing. You've been uh, adding some blog posts on your pro- profile, which is kind of cool. Uh, you got a little thing there for, um, uh, you know, should you know the things we should do versus the things we must do. Tell us a little bit about your, your whiteboard. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I keep a whiteboard in my office and I have my uh, my should do list versus my must do list. And because I uh, and the way I compartmentalize those is the the should do or I mean, yeah, the should do stuff is kind of what makes things prettier, you know, maybe tweaking the website a little bit or or, uh, you know, changing descriptions or, you know, just little things like that that you can do. That, that makes things look nicer. And then my must-do list is the stuff that truly drives my business, that actually um, brings in the income that is, you know, products and services related. Um, the scarier stuff, you know, it's the scarier stuff that is on the must-do list. Um, and I had to start doing that because I'd get sat down in front of my computer and I do like messing with my website and coming up with little fun things to do on the website. And so I would sit down and go, well, that stuff's kind of scary. Let's go over here to the stuff that's not as scary. Right. And would and would would get kind of swallowed up in maybe even Twitter for too long or Facebook or you know, maybe some promotional stuff, which is great, you know, it, it helps to to create traffic, but if you're not if you don't have anything to sell or or to help people with, um it, you know, then you're then then you're uh, you're not you're not really gaining any ground. And so I had to do that a few weeks ago and and it has actually helped a lot. I've gotten some of the must-dos off my list, and and I'm real happy about it. So that's awesome. Yeah, well, it's helped. Well, James, I want to say thank you for coming on to the Community Voice. It has been a joy personally to get to know you, and I am very happy to introduce you to the GSPN.TV community. Stephanie would say she was glad to talk with you, but she had to take a phone call. It might have been from the school, so uh, sure. she, she jumped out of the studio here, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I wanted I wanted to share with people uh, a little bit about where they can uh, keep in touch with you. I think you're at twitter.com slash blue collar coach. Yep. And they can find your website over at blue collar radio network.com. Correct. All right. And uh, we encourage people to do that. And of course, you can, uh, for those of you who are over there at gspncommunity.com, uh, you can go to the member section and just do a search for James Dibben, D-I-B-B-E-N, and uh, you'll see his profile there. You can always uh, comment on his profile. Uh, and um, yeah, so James, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been great. It's been All a right. blast. Look forward to uh, seeing where God takes you in 2011 and beyond, my friend. So uh, it's great to get to know you, and I hope that this will introduce you to a lot of people out there that uh, that'll continue to be a source of uh, a relationship of encouragement and accountability and friendship and, and all kinds of blessings. Thank you very much. They already have been <laughs> awesome. Well, my friends, that is going to do it uh, for this episode of the community voice. I want to let you know uh, you can uh, find out some amazing Um, find out all kinds of things about some really amazing people have some wonderful conversations over at gspncommunity.com and if you are listening to this it depends on when you listen to this but if you listen to these things as soon as they come out 
Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, January 27, 2010. And on Saturday the 29th at 8 p.m., we're doing a GSPN community conference call. This is where anybody in the GSPN.tv community can come together. You can uh, call in live via the telephone or via Skype, and we're just going to have a roundtable discussion. And uh, this particular call is going to be all about what our plans are for 2011 and what we, ha- what kind of goals we set for ourselves to achieve them. So uh, we'll be back again. Of course, this is a weekly podcast, and uh, we want to invite you to come and tune in each week to learn about somebody new in our community. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, if you want to learn how to support the content and community of GSPN, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. And until next time, I encourage you to join the community.